Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. Although it's probably February by now, isn't it? Uh, not quite, but oh, okay. we are a bit later than normal. Ah. Um, yes, so our first podcast of uh, 2014. Hey. And to celebrate the fact that it's a new year, we're going to kick off by <laughs> reviewing two our albums from last year. year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, listeners, obviously, as you remember, we, uh, we rather liked 2013, and we did like it so much that uh, part of this podcast will be uh, reviewing two albums that we overlooked last year for various reasons. Uh, one vamp- by Vampire Weekend, one by Placebo. We will, however, review a new album, Woo! one that's been released this year uh, from Bruce Springsteen, and we will also do our customary uh, look at the BBC's Sound of Recommendations and see who their top five is for 2014. Mm-hmm. However, without further ado, we should start off with Vampire Weekend, Modern Vampires of the City, third album from the band. And the reason we're looking at this is primarily because... Uh, how high it featured in a lot of best of lists last year. Yeah. Uh, NME, Rolling Stone, Pitchfork, Pop Matters all had it as their best record of 2013. Really? Guardian, Spin, Q, Time, <laughs> AV, yeah, yeah. <laughs> AV Club all had it in their top fives. Mm. Um, so the question is, and you may have given your opinion away, did we miss the trick? I think we missed reviewing this album for sure, yeah. Um, actually... In my kinder moments, um, I actually think this could have this could have easily sat perhaps at the lower ebb of my top twenty list for last year. Yeah, um, it, it's and I didn't say it for twelve months, so here we go. It's a solid album. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's my twenty fourteen thing. I'm just going to do we're jing- back, we're back solid <laughs> jingles and solid. <laughs> um, um, no, it, it, it's it, it's a good it's a good indie album. Um, Fans of the band will, will will like it. I think it will attract, or will have already attracted, because it's seven months old. Sorry, people. Um, new fans as well. There's there's enough to keep you interested, um, and the sweeping sort of change of styles from track to track, which on first listen I found confusing. Yeah. On second listening, I actually sort of found my groove. Um, you know, you've got you've got your standout indie rock tracks, but then you have Really odd things like um, step and yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah, hey, um, which are a little bit on the sort of left field of, of and worship you as well, in, uh, yeah, yeah, and worship you yeah. as well. Thank you. Um, so it, it, it's got it's got little little things to keep you interested um, that are not necessarily um, the same sort of American style indie rock. If that makes sense. Yes, it does to me. Yeah, it does to you because you've also listened to the album. <laughs> <laughs> but but by the same token, uh, I think we. Uh, the reason we probably didn't review it probably um, sums, sums up one better here. Uh, the, the, the first two albums really didn't do much for me at all. Yeah. Uh, and I know. We, did we review one? I'm not sure if we did. We might did have done the first one. We might have done the first one. We might have done the first one. That's what we did. Um, yeah. And they, you know, they were, just didn't really do it for me. Uh, I know several people whose musical taste I think is okay. You know, they don't, they don't tend to like rubbish. Who <laughs> were. I know, damning with faint praise, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah, with faint praise. Uh, who who really liked the, the the first two records, and particularly the first first one, big fan, big fans of it, but mm. it didn't click for me at all. This is the first one of their albums that I can actually say, okay, I get this, and, and I think you yeah. hit the nail on the head. It it, it 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 is a progression from those first two albums, and yeah. it is offering taking along people that are already into them, but also offering a way into 
other people and I think it has a kind of quirky pop sensibility that the first two albums for me were were missing mm. so as you've said it's got that interesting stuff like uh, Step and Worship You um, even the, suppose the opening trap Obvious Bicycle mm. and then you've got your catchy pop ditties you know Unbelievers Diane Young even a Finger Back mm. and and it doesn't act it's welcome either mm. you know it lasts about 40 minutes mm. it's good length uh, so I I agree I, th- I think it's a, it's a it's a solid and enjoyable record mm. maybe you know if we'd have reviewed it in May last year maybe we'd have gone back to it and maybe it would have featured in our in our in our lists in the, the year yeah. who knows um, but yeah I'm glad I'm glad we went back to it but it's 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 a it's a good out al- good album enjoyable listen uh, that's it really isn't it yeah I mean, uh, one 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 extra point is I also found that uh, on repeated listening it got to get better and actually uh, and we don't often say this the second half was perhaps better than the first stick with me stick I, I'm going to stick with you on that <laughs> on, on the second I half I think I think I know what you're going to say but um, yeah so let's 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 park that Vampire um, we Weekend Modern Vampires of the City yeah it's alright yeah <laughs> our second uh, 2013 album uh, which for those who listen to our best of uh, podcast will know featured in a couple of our listeners uh, top five albums of the year lists and in particular we had a special request from Spencer if he happens to be listening uh, to uh, review this one uh, and it's the seventh studio album from Placebo seven. yeah only seven you'd have thought there were more really uh, and I, I own the first two, Placebo and Without You I'm Nothing, and also the last one, Battle for the Sun, which no. I think we reviewed Did we again. Review that? that was back in 2009. Yeah, okay. Cool. Um, <clears throat> and, yeah. Where do we start, really? You better start. I know. Um, sorry, Spence. <laughs> um, it's an okay record. Mm. And that's mm. it. I've, it. Uh, <sighs> It's disappointing, um, and what I mean by that, and it is, it is an okay record. It's not a bad record. It's just some of the some of it is mind-numbingly dull. Um, you know, tracks like "Too Many Friends," "Hold Me Back," the quite dreadful "Rob the Bank." <laughs> um, it's catchy though, isn't it? I know, <laughs> uh, but it's a shame because it starts off really well with uh, the title track, which has hints of Blondie's "Dreaming." Mm. It's a good upbeat track. It's a very good opener, actually. Yeah, yeah, for an but, album. For any album, and then it kind of loses it a bit, but where it kind of just about claws its way back mm. is the fact that side two, as it were, Ooh. is actually I think quite good. So from the uh, Nine Inch Nails impersonation on Exit Wounds <laughs> um, onwards to the end of the uh, to, to the ballad Bosco at the end of the mm. album, mm. I think it's not too bad. So you've got so Exit Wounds, I think it's probably the best track on the record. Like I said, it does start very nin. Mm. Uh, you've got their uh, U2 circa The Fly impersonation on, on uh, Purify to follow yeah. it. Begin the end, which I, which again I really, really like. Yeah. It's uh, a good, that's a good yeah. track. Yeah. Doesn't really go anywhere particularly. No, but, but we're liking it. It's good. Yeah. And I said, <clears> decent <throat> bad to, to end. Um, but to try and put this all in context, I went back and actually listened to uh, what was the last album. So. Uh, Battle for the Sun and this album's not as good 
Uh, I think Battle for the Sun is, is still much better. You've, you've got Battle for the Sun out for what it's worth. Brilliant track. Bright Lights, Never Ending, Come Undone. I think all those tracks are better than anything on this album. Um, so, for me, it's an okay record. But of the now, I suppose, four placebo albums of the seven that I own, I would say it's the worst of the lot. Okay. Okay, when did it come out again? It came out, uh, I think, October time. Right, okay, so that's a fairly, fairly recent. Um, I concur with what a lot of what you said. I mean, where, where this album, for me, uh, where I should say I enjoyed this album, was actually musically. Um, I, 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 didn't, I didn't mind the band, the sound of the band, you know? Yeah. Um, it, that's the, the old rock. It hasn't changed much. <laughs> but, but no, I got I got a wee bit nostalgic for the for for for, for the music of this this particular record and uh, musically I, I I really enjoyed it and and there were moments where um, I remembered oh yes I used to find this guy's voice excruciatingly annoying um, but w- I I could get past that and listen to the band yeah uh, powering away in the background and and as you say on things like Exit Wounds where it, it sort of it, it goes a little bit on the industrial side. Um, very good. Uh, Loud Light Love, the opener. A lot going on there, but yes. sat very well together. Um, so musically very tight. Um, where, where it, and when once you get past Brian, um, I just found lyrically it's dull. Uh, I think that's his major draw. I mean, Rob the Bank, it starts really well, yeah. and then it just loses interest halfway through. Well, lyrics have never been a strong point. No, 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 for but, sure. But yes, it is. For sure. It is lyrically weak. Um, it is. It is. And and the, the rob the bank. I, I quite like. I quite like a little bit of economics, bit of politics, and and but it doesn't go anywhere. It's just like and and voila. And it's like oh okay. And actually, also the second track, I've seen the crime. Yeah. Every time I play that, I keep I keep thinking, being reminded very much of uh, Drive By Trucker's song, Jesse Made Aware. Yeah. Uh, it's very similar. It's, I will say it's a rip off, but it, the, the kind of Pacing and theme are quite similar. And um, which was which is the one where he starts talking halfway through? I love it when they do that. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Hold on to me. I think. Yes. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Spencer or Davina are now listening to this. Well, apart from shouting at us. Apart from shouting at us. Hello. <laughs> Shout louder. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I perhaps didn't. I, okay, I didn't dislike it as much as you clearly did. No, actually, no. I like. I like. <laughs> or the are changing our opinion? No, I like. I like. I like the second half of it. I just think. I just think that it's considering that I, I, I expected more from it. Is yeah. what, I'm, what I'm saying, and I think the last album, Battle for the Sun, was a bit was yeah. just a better record. But I have to say, musically, it made me feel warmly nostalgic for the sleeper. There you go. Okay. <clears throat> oh, that was sitting on the fence, wasn't it? Shall we move into 2014 now? Yes. 2014, whoop! Well, I say move into 2014, sort of move into 2014, because our first album of 2014 is uh, Bruce Springsteen, High Hopes, an album that started life very much as a stopgap album. I planned to pull together a few songs that had been either recorded before or never made onto a full Bruce album, or played in the live set, and then maybe some covers as well. Um, and obviously the big influence on this is uh, Rage Against Machines guitarist Tom Morello who is friends with Bruce and also stepped in to replace little Stephen on a recent leg of uh, Bruce's tour um, and so 
you've basically got an album that has some outcuts from the Rising and Devils and Dust album sessions. Uh, so Harry's Place, Heaven's Wall, Down the Hole, Invisible, Hunt the Invisible Game. Some covers, High Hopes, uh, Dream Baby Dream, um, Just Like Firewood, and a couple of tracks that had been elsewhere. So uh, American Skin, 41 Shots, and Ghost of Tom Jode. Uh, so it is basically a hodgepodge record. Uh, however, does it sound like a hodgepodge record? Yes. Yes, it does. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but, but clearly it is. Um, no, it's, it's, it's a good record. Um, it's been, it's, I understand it's had some fairly mixed reviews, although mm. it has sold the bucket load. So, yeah, number know, one in both here in and in both America. here and, and the US. Um, uh, so you know, it's 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 a fairly accessible record in that in that respect. It's interesting that you say I didn't know that in relation to the sort of different sessions cut together and and obviously they've taken and put it all and re-recorded yeah. and sort of put it all together on one album. It does lack that consensus, I think, that makes a really great record. Um, in in the in, in I guess the programming. Yeah, I know. Not you mean. programming. You know, the sort of this, this, what makes it. What, you mean the old-fashioned thing of yeah, actually having a, run, a running order? For yeah, an album, having yeah. a running order and actually deciding what your running order is, and 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 you know, and that that is very much that's almost like the extra track on any album. But actually, conversely, you know. I think that I think that was the reason why um, said tracks off mm. uh, the Rising and the Devil and Dust album sessions yeah. didn't actually make it onto those albums because. Yeah. They did. They, they, Bruce didn't think they fit in with no. the the running flow of what he was trying to get across. Yeah, 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 and that, that, that and that's great. Um, he clearly thought enough of the tracks, though, rather than just bin them. So, yeah. so I, you're not you're not getting cutoffs here, and it it is a good it's a good album. You know, I wouldn't say it's a great album. It's a good album. Um, they're all good tracks, if a little bit disjointed at times. And it's funny. I don't know if if you and I were in the same mindset on this side two <laughs> again <laughs> I thought was the better side I thought from um, Heaven's Wall onwards is that side two would that be side two mm, yeah probably yeah um, yeah from, from from about Heaven Heaven's Wall onwards I felt it builds and it, it got better and better and and, and ended with the wall and um, dream, dream Baby Dream Dream Baby Dream uh, brilliant ending brilliant ending so, so clearly it's all clicks into place once again um, but overall, yeah, uh, there have been better albums of his of late. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I would agree with that. But and I agree with um, most of what you said there. But uh, I, I would still say, uh, regardless of, of that, for an album that is basically thrown together in some some sense. Yeah. There will be many, many artists who will <laughs> yeah, listen, who, who, who listen, who will listen to this year, who, who, who's, who, who's unthrown together albums <laughs> well, of stuff that you've got lying around, no, yeah. won't even be on the same level. Oh, yeah, we're, talking about the, this. we're talking about the boss for Christ's sake. Yeah. Like, this, this, he's, he's, he knows, he knows his stuff. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like, oh yeah, here's the stuff that didn't make it onto my album. You're thinking, oh yeah, great, cheers. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Yes, there will be worse albums than this this year that we listen to that were properly done in all those things I just described. Yes, I, I, I quite. I, I mean, I, I thought it was an interesting. I, mean, I, I think you're right. You're right in the fact that, that it does suffer slightly from not quite gelling as, as a record overall, overall. But when it's good, it is. It is still very, very good. Like I said, um, I think 
kick, uh, t- title track kicks off obviously with Tom Morello's kind of scra- scratchy guitar thing going mm. go- going on, and Prime kind of even though it's a cover, is Prime foot tapping Bruce at his best kind of thing. Really, yeah. you know, it's a big yeah. thing. I think. Um, and then you've got um, funny. What's the song? What's the third one? Um, trying this song. Yeah, just like Firewood, which was a song by the Saints as cover cover. Uh, I think and started off as a punk song originally the, the original thing mm. and I think it's hard to imagine this ever being a punk song and mm. in fact hard to imagine it ever being anything other than a Bruce or maybe yeah. a John Mellencamp song yeah had um, hints of a John Mellencamp small town in the kind of uh, the music um, as you said um, with Heaven's Heaven's War you've got that uh, acoustic lead and sing-along of kind of raise your hand kind of thing mm. going on choir start and all that mm. all thing track that follows that uh, it's the I can't it's called but it's, um, it's another Frankie fell in love yeah don't you just didn't you just sit listening and thinking yes yeah, this, this is the song John Bon Jovi keeps trying to write <laughs> yeah mostly without success <laughs> yeah um this is your sword. It was one of two tracks on the album that had huge hints of Warren Zevon for me. So that, and also when um, Bruce and Tom are co-singing uh, the rocked-up version of uh, "Ghost of Tom Jode," uh, which is one of my favourite Bruce songs in its original acoustic version. Really like the rocked-up version as well. Works really well. Mm. Really kicking. Mm. Um, and apart from the wall, slightly reminding me of Sting's "Field of Gold." I didn't mind that. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> uh, that was fine as well, and and so yeah, I, I think it's. I said it, if you like, obviously if you like Bruce, you're gonna like it. Yeah, of course. And you are. yeah, but it's one of the best releasing filler albums you're gonna hear. Yeah, you're not gonna hear filler for anyone else. Is this this good? Um, did you spot the Penny Lane trumpet riff somewhere as well? I think it's just like Firewood or Down in the Hole. It's somewhere in the middle of the album. There's a. Uh, anyway, but yeah, first price for anyone that spots that. I thought the second track well has some di- hints of dice rates. Harry's, yeah. Harry's uh, place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, let's get to the thing we usually do around this time, um, which is the BBC Sounds of 2014. Yeah. Uh, I think rather than do our usual, let's do them individually. I think yeah. it's probably best to do a <coughs> overall well, view. A through. Mm. Overall view, and then pick what we like or don't like mm-hmm. um, but just for those list- listening the top five in reverse order were George Ezra at five uh, Sampha at four Banks at three Ella I I or Irie or Ella yeah 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 we'll go with that uh, two and <laughs> Sam Smith at number one yeah. so first of all what did you think of the list just in general and from the list did anyone either take your fancy or annoy you intensely um I have to say on first listen uh this list I thought the sound of 2014 it's not the most exciting sound is it um we've reviewed these 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 lists before and I've <coughs> noticed there's a trend certainly in the last couple of years for, for for those that make the top five to all sit very comfortably together not necessarily the same genre as such but there's a sound that links them all Um, whereas I think in the past we had you know your Jesse J's would be at number one and then you'd have your token indie rock band at number four from Sheffield 
and then you'd have oh, vaccines yeah. yes yes and then you'd have um you know um something else in between a bit of r&b in between actually funny enough i think that year was 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 uh 2011 was james blake which is kind of funny considering the, oh, uh, yeah. the, considering the the general sound of these artists oh, indeed. owes, owes uh, quite a bit to mr blake yes um and um on, on the on the more instrumental sound of some of these artists um we we were not fans but i think the disclosure settle album which, well yeah well sam smith obviously all the sang on that, yeah um and all the musicians have, have talked highly about and it appeared in lots of of end of year lists as well um maybe we missed a trick there but that's clearly had an influence as well on some of the production um Oh, so uh, so that's my overall feeling. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. Standouts for me, uh, George Ezra. Uh, quite like the um, the EP that he's got out there. Um, I thought that was I thought that was quite 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 good. Um, what what appealed to me of him of him his his uh, music over perhaps some of the others was um, there was um, there was a a vocal rawness with a, a kind of harder folksy sound to it yeah it reminded me a sense. lot it reminded me a lot vocally of Mark Cohen you know, yeah. like did, uh, well, the original, obviously most people only know him from Walking in Memphis but yeah. um, but if you check out other Mark Cohen stuff and he did record some really good songs over the years yeah. his vo- vocal vocally is very similar to that with perhaps a slight of um, Darius Rucker from Hoochie and the Blowfish mm. kind of thrown in and obviously looks wise he has a bit of Nick Cave about him I haven't seen a picture. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't use pictures to yes. judge my artists. <laughs> Which is the music. I listen to the music. I'm a purist. I'm a purist. I don't even know what Bruce Springsteen looks like. Um, yeah. I, I, so the the, the um, did you hear the rain EP? Yes. That's worth that's worth a download. Um, and the other one for me was actually the, the other artist I've actually heard of. This is unique for me. <laughs> actually heard of this artist several months ago yeah and someone talked you know got a conversation with music someone was talking about this person and that was banks and yeah. i quite i quite liked her london ep yeah which i think is her most recent sort of, it is, sort yeah. of output um again it, it it just it had something unique or something that engaged me in the production um that just pulled out to me so so and and i quite like her voice as well um yeah, I quite like Banks' voice. Mm. voice. Uh, although, although I think she she kind of falls into the James Blake kind of mm. thing. Although that's not necessarily a bad thing. This is interesting. But um, uh, that warm water on that EP, I thought um, was a kind of mix of James Blake and also kind of seventies Philly soul ballad melody and structure. So very much in the Daryl Hall. And I'm going to say it, and it won't be the first. And I'm going to say it again in a minute. <laughs> uh. Todd Rundgren. <laughs> um, and uh, Fall Over I thought was a bit dull the song the, thing, the song that's on that the, the thing didn't work for me and the song Work for her so I, didn't, I, I think she should avoid doing that kind of oh, that stuff that was from the Warm Water yeah. single yeah, yeah yeah featuring Little Silver which I thought was a yeah. bit sounded too much like everything else is out there you know what I mean yes I know what you mean but uh, um, that's, that's why I preferred the London EP which is yeah, yeah once um, you but yeah, I, I agree with you on her voice. I, li- I liked her voice as well, and I also agree with you on on, on George. Uh, I thought he uh, it's a good slice of Americana, really, uh, in, yeah. a kind of, in a kind of uh, foot tapping kind of uh, outlaw country Johnny yeah. Cash kind of 
kind of way. Yeah. And just, you know, sounds actually really fun. Um, my big surprise from this list, it has to be said, was uh, Sampha. Really? Who I love. Really? Yes. It was wow. a huge thing. And, and it's, not, it's not just the reason I love him, but his, his whole kind of... Um, EP that I've forgotten the name of all of a sudden. Okay, um, yeah. 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 I was talking about it earlier on somebody yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, Jewel. Jewel. Yeah. My God, this sounds like early 70s Todd Rundgren. <laughs> Just <laughs> ridiculously <laughs> so. The kind of whole piano kind of sound. Really? Some, some kind of, some, some kind of uh, synth touches and stuff like that. The way some of the songs kind of fade in, fade out. Yeah. All pure Rundgren. Right. Uh, added to which, I think the songs are good. So I think Beneath the Tree, I think it's a really... Yeah. Great, great tune. Um, same with Indecision. Really, really good kind of piano ballad. Um, even his version of uh, the Drake song "Too Much," which I think he kind of sang when, on the Drake album as well. Mm. Uh, I think is better, nice better than yeah. the original version. version. Yeah. So, um, and the song happens as well. This kind of pure seventies mm. soul singer songwriter stuff. So I really, really liked Sanford. That was a huge surprise to me of, of, of all the people on the list. In fact, the two biggest disappointments, in a way, were number one and number two. Mm. I'm sure, no offence to Sam, he's going to do what he's going to do well. He's already done well by, you know, mm. you know the latch. Um, but he has a very American, mid-Atlantic vocal yeah. sound for a British lad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just find it a bit dull mm. uh, for me. And there's a song called Nirvana... Which sadly nothing to do with Kurt and the gang, um, or a higher state of being. Yeah, which is a song tune. Yeah, but it just re- re- really reminded me of uh, the band Chicago. <laughs> yes, and, and Peter Satira. <laughs> You're thinking it is Peter Satira. He's come back, except he's decided to up his game and become more kind of modern and down with the kids. <laughs> um, I, I suppose for what it was, it's fine, but mm. it's not really my thing. And then. Um, Ella Eyre, who's 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 lovely, but and the song Deeper is really really mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, but it's a bit too Amy Winehouse. Yeah, I think she needs to um, find a way of channeling her own mm. sound as distinct from being someone where people are just going to say sounds like Amy Winehouse. Yeah, which I, for me that's the first thing that occurred to me when the Deeper started. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'm kind of hoping for number three, four, and five to do well. Well, it's interesting. It, it, I mean, <clears throat> what tends to happen these lists is that um, the number one artist we will, well, we already do, um, but we will know we will know about for, for a while to come. And there's always someone in that list that sort of breaks through that was unexpected. So, and there's usually someone that disappears out of trace as well. Yeah. It has to be said. Yeah. You know, remember Claire Maguire from 2011. No. Remember Nikki and the Dove from 2012? Yeah, yeah, vaguely. Yeah. Claire McGuire was on, um, uh, yes. Um, yeah, Chase and Status album. I remember that. <laughs> Do you remember that? I didn't remember that. Because yeah. it was like, what? Yeah. She's on this album? Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, you know. Yeah. Can't dispute that. Right? Okay. So I guess that's it. So uh, that's the first one down. Regular listeners were pleased to know that normal really normal service will be resumed next month when we will actually be reviewing six brand new albums Whee! from 2014 
and, and won't be including material that's basically just been rehashed from lying in the vaults that because even because even our album from 2011 was basically material that wasn't 2011 true true so until then pop pickers You've been listening to the CTTV Music Podcast.